things, eh? No, like there are six pounds. you i am i am well i think are you though yeah sure are you really why not all right all right we'll go with that yeah i think first first day back at work oh how'd that go it i mean not not too bad when it's uh it's pretty pretty slow when you haven't been around for you know four months and uh (laughs) and it it definitely it definitely makes it a little bit easier to to ease back in when you don't have any tasks other than catch up with your computer-based training. How many emails were waiting for you when you got back? Ooh, today? I guess. Just, just guess how many. Mm. I'm going to say it's got to be over a thousand. Um, mm. Mm. Well, Bob Barker is, is sad. Oh, under a thousand. Uh, it emails? was under a thousand emails. I, wow. well, I also have them divided up into like seven different folders. Okay. So okay. one of those folders um, is welcome to house of nerd. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> no, it is not. But welcome to house of nerd. <laughs> welcome to house of nerd. Man, I completely just whiffed on that. I? <laughs> just snuck it right in there. Uh, you know, one of the folders was uh, 750. Like my main folder was like 750. And then there were like hundreds of other useless emails. I have a bunch of rules in my email box. So I try to not get as much bullshit as, uh, you know, as you would expect from being gone for four months. So they did a decent job. But still, okay. that's, a, that's a lot of emails to, to go through. And that mercifully, 
uh, my boss is pretty awesome and didn't put me on, you know how some bosses will put you on like every email, just regardless, like yeah, all, every single possible work email that you could tangentially be related to at some point, they'll put you on it. She took me off all of them. So like all the project emails that we've been doing, I don't have them in my folder because I don't need them. <laughs> I didn't need them. Because it's going to be like what the project I was working on will be, hey, we're going to have a meeting and catch up on the project. Not, hey, yeah. why don't you just go back and read 7,000 emails and just figure it out and tell me when you're ready to go. Because like, I've had that boss too. And that boss is hot garbage. Um, so so this was, this was a, a, nice, a nice ease back in. So I'm not sure what'll, what tomorrow, what fresh hell tomorrow will bring. But... Today, today was not bad. I mean, today was a was a good day for work, a bad day for I don't know uteruses, um, uteri, uteruses. I don't yeah. know. One of the one of those things. Very bad day for those. I guess let's go here first. Um, <laughs> I, figured, I figured knock knock out the knock out the rant of just the absolute bullshit that is living in Gilead. Um, let's let's start here. Welcome um, to House of Nerd. <laughs> oh, wait, we did that. Okay. I just um, always forget, so I have to do it twice. <laughs> so let's start here with the timeline of the events as I see them. Um, you correct me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm, I'm off base here. Um, the Bible was written. Wait, how, back, how far back are we going? <laughs> let's start yesterday. Let's oh, okay. start yesterday. <laughs> okay. um, so Politico releases a document late yesterday. That is purportedly um, a draft of a memo that is going to be released by the Supreme Court um, in regards to Roe v. Wade, which is a landmark case in terms for women's health, you know, sexual, reproductive, whatever. I mean, it's women's health is, is basically what this is an issue over. Um, and this draft well, of this document. I, I'd say women's health and also just bodily autonomy like yeah, that's, the, that's fair the only people who have bodily autonomy should not be white men like yeah like i i like i personally like the theory of hey if you guys are so uh like if everyone's so hot on this let's go uh vasectomies everybody mandatory until you decide yeah. to have children mandatory vasectomies it's reversible no big deal <laughs> you don't have to worry about it done I'm like wait but uh no no that's that's my body that's my you can't do that to my body no shit, really really we, we can't because i don't know it let's say let's say if the the shoe had a different chromosome in it mm. uh you sure as fuck could oh you flaming jackasses like <laughs> i don't like hypocritical, like I, I, I don't know. I'm gonna, st- I'm gonna go to thesaurus.com while you finish, or while you talk about your part, and uh, and then I'll come back with a with a rant. Well, I'm not gonna do that, but it, it's just. Ugh. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna preface this before I go down this path because I, I know there are people that I know and I respect, and I frankly that I love that listen to this podcast, and I know that we we disagree on a lot. Um, so I'm going to preface this by saying, um, I know we disagree. 
I know you are good people. Um, I, I believe you're a good people. You are good people who want the best for people for other people. But um, <laughs> but brainwashing is tough to overcome. <laughs> Wait, so, is that not where you were gonna go? <laughs> no, I mean that's that's nicer than what I would have said. So let's stick with that. Um, that's I I feel like a lot of it is that like how you know how you're raised indoctrination let's say indoctrination that's probably a i guess a more politically correct term than brainwash same same Fair. but I'm, I'm having a really hard time i'm having a really hard time being coherent because i'm very angry yes. my therapist has told me that i'm not supposed to express myself and my anger words I'm supposed to use my calm words so i'm trying really hard not to just scream into this microphone for the next 50 fucking minutes about why this is absolute motor horse shit. Um, but, but suffice sure. it to say. And I, I have to eat dinner, so I, I don't know yeah. if, I can, if we can do the... the that'll, be not, a special, that'll be a special episode tomorrow. We'll we're record not going to do this. No. <laughs> uh, I haven't eaten dinner either, so don't worry. Uh, we won't, you know. But essentially, Justice, uh, Justice Alito, Samuel Alito, quote, is quoted in this document as saying that Roe was egregiously wrong from the start, um, and Sam, Chief Justice John Roberts has now confirmed that the leaked document is, in fact, a real document. Uh, the document essentially is reporting that the Supreme Court is preparing to overturn Roe v. Wade, um, which, if you want to go super conspiracy theory, um, which at this point I'm not ruling anything out, it leads to the possibility that not only will abortion be off the table, period, or not be protected in this country, um, be removed and made a state's rights issue. Um, we're talking now about potentially you could look down the same road and say same-sex marriage is also I, potentially I don't think table. you could look down. I think that is on the table. At least I, there are a few states that have those laws ready to go, ready to challenge. I feel the, Both contraception, A, like access to contraception, and... Uh, marriage equality i just i feel like a dumbass because i know on it's this ex- podcast it's exactly we have, what we saw coming like we, we what we ranted about supreme court what was her what whatever her name was merrick garland yeah Gar- garland no no it's not no the, wasn't garland. the the one the one that should have been picked by obama but instead was stalled because our political system is horseshit uh, whatever her name was Comey, Barrett, is that no? No, Comey and Barrett. Uh, those no. are different. Um, I don't know. Those are different justices. There's so many just horrible, corrupt people. It's hard to keep them all straight. Uh, no, Obama whatever, did put whatever, Merrick whatever Garland names. on the court, um, or he tried to put Merrick Garland. So in March of 2016, Merrick Garland, um, who is a guy, uh, was nominated by uh, Barack Obama to be put on the court, Indeed. and at that time. The court, the the United States Senate chose not to hear yeah. the case because it's an election year. Because it was an election year, and it and it's weird. It's they're like, hey, you're you're on the you're on the way out. You shouldn't be making these decisions and rules for everybody. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait so, a minute. So yeah. if you're if you're on the way out, say you're in your 80s. Maybe you shouldn't be making policy decisions for everybody. Huh. Well, that's a that's a stunning, stunning display of just you know like introspection. Like you now understand that 
oh wait no no you don't you don't at all like no no just just you like everybody else who's you know ordering for the table before they leave um to i'm blanking on the comedian that i'm quoting Um, but like that that's how it that's how our system works so you have 85 year old fucks who who have like zero connection to anything going on in this century and they're like we're gonna make rules for all you three four five year olds that are you know that are or the kids that are being born now we're gonna make decisions that are going to affect your life tremendously mm-hmm. like oh, oh. <laughs> deal with it i could i could go on forever I could, I could go add on this just just all night but yeah they refuse to they refuse to, to even to even to even consider to even consider that which in turn allowed it allowed president trump to put three to justices on stack the, the courts. Neil Gorsuch, <laughs> Brett Kavanaugh, Mr. I fucking like beer himself. Yeah. And he's Amy got a good Con- record with uh, women. Tony right? Barrett. Yeah, Amy Coney Barrett. I did have it. That was yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> she's a Trump. Yeah. She replaced yeah. she replaced um Ruth Bader Ginsburg, which is an insult mm-hmm. to the highest level. Yes. Um, and the fact that that okay. Here's the part of the of the rant that's not going to be very nice. Um, so take this for what it's worth. This is a, a straight white guy, um, and my opinion. So you know, if you don't want to listen to another one, I totally get it. Um, but this but you're is, wrong. <laughs> I am so sick and fucking tired of people using the Bible as a fucking crutch and waving it around. <laughs> no, no, I, I haven't. From the I'm young, so the tired. young Turks, I believe. I, I just, it's, it is so infuriating that I have to live my life by your goddamn standards because you believe in a book, literally, and every word in a book that was written, who knows how the fuck long ever. Well, they do not believe pervert it. They don't believe every word in the book. They believe whatever words support their particular, like misogynistic or racist beliefs at that moment. Because if you actually read it. Like, the, you, you're really not uh, not following it. Like, the, I, that's it's is it's not, very it's very strict. Like the the rant from the West Wing, it's like yeah. you know, or should I have my you know my daughter stoned in the street? Like that, it's that. Like you pick three verses and go, this is the hill we're gonna die on. The rest of it is all not meant to be taken literally. But this one, this one is supposed to be literal. You're like, what? I just I, had this conversation today where it's like. There's there's a lot of people in prison who are who are there because God told them to kill someone or God told them to do something. And it kind of makes sense when you look back at the Bible and you have a dude who's like he's like, um, yeah, I'm taking my kid up to the mountain. I'm going to stab him. Uh, yeah, it's a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice to God. And he's like, let's do this. OK, yeah, going to be real hard, real sad about it. Real sad, real sad. Going to do it. Going to do it. God told me to do it. Sorry, bro. And then all of a sudden, at the last second, like, oh, never mind. Wait, 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 wait. Like, it was a test. Like, hold hold on. So wait, the test. only the only difference between that story and these guys who are sitting on you know, sitting in prison, or people who are sitting in prison, the only difference is God said stop before. Like, but he, he doesn't. At least the 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 God of the Old Testament certainly doesn't uh, care about. I don't know consent boundaries stop none of that like none of it at all 
<laughs> and just, go go I, kill all those people. Why? Because, because they aren't um, Jewish. They're not white. Wait, wait. What do you mean? Because they're not Jewish. Like we have to wipe out all of them. Like there's an awful lot of genocide in the Bible, and that's not even all of the books that were written. Like again, a bunch of fucking old white dudes got together and went, "Oh no, these are the ones that are divinely inspired." Um, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's exactly what was going on at that at that particular closed door meeting. Mm-hmm. I just these are the same dudes and the same church that covered up systemic and repeated pedophilia and rape for decades these are the people that we're living that, that we're following their lead because their book says their their book like you have your right to believe what you want to believe I go to church I believe what I want to believe I'm having a real goddamn hard time convincing myself to keep going to church anymore I, and I like my church. I like the people I go to church with, but like this isn't Christianity. This no. is just oppression. It is one hundred percent not. What what is? I forget who said it, but the religion is the opiate for the masses. I'm pretty sure it's a Carlin quote, but it's maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I it's it's like it's like the quote in Clerks where it's like this job would be great if it wasn't for the fucking people. It's yeah. like it's about. That's about right. Like if you read it going in saying, um, these are, there's some good lessons here, probably more in the new Testament than the vengeance is mine. Say at the Lord, <laughs> um, that, that generally like the whole eye for an eye thing, um, which I believe the other half is makes the world go blind. Everyone forgets that, uh, that mm-hmm. part. Anyway, <laughs> like that, that the, the vengeful God, the sinner in the hand of the angry God, like that, that dude, um, probably not the same as, I don't know, Jesus. Like, I feel like Jesus, solid teachings. Like, there's a lot of really good teachings. Like, did he exist? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, w- I would say yes. Sure. But lumping yeah. it, it's, it's cool. interesting. Like, I would love to learn more about it because I'll see, like, snippets here and there, but I would love to learn more about, like, the Canaanite pantheon. Like that would be fascinating because everything that I've, uh, everything, uh, the, the few things that I have seen, because I am no, by no means a scholar in this area uh, are essentially that like Yahweh was one of the Canaanite pantheon of gods. Like that's why you have the no other gods before me, before me, because there were, because there were others, like there were a, a bunch of gods, like, and he was just one of them. And he was one of the kind of like vindictive, like you need to sacrifice to me and only me and everybody else is bad. And I'm, I am the only one that you should be listening to. And like that kind of, um, I don't know, abuser behavior that you would see now. I think I might've sent that TikTok to you where it's like someone talking about like, Oh man, you know, and but it's okay. Like he says he loves me. And uh, it's just if I step out of line a little bit, like he, you know, he's going to send me to the, send me to this like place of burning downstairs. And the therapist is like, what? Like, wait, what? No, you, that's not normal. Like, that's not great. And they're like, yeah, that's God. (laughs) Mm. And it's like, yeah, like all these different terms that are in there. And you, you can even see it in the Bible. Like, you can see God's wife. Like, her name is in the Bible. Was it Lilith, right? Lilith, yeah, I think you're yeah. right. Yeah. Which I is not, 
I, I don't think that I don't know if that's actually the the full name. I think it's been translated down to Lilith. Don't watch but, like, Supernatural. All these other, all these <laughs> other gods are are there. Like it's it's just it's just wild. Like there's so much just madness. Or it's like, if you take this this thing literally, like ye, I'm I'm pretty sure you're an idiot. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, hot take, I suppose. But if you take all of this literally, you're a moron. Like, mm-hmm. how do you, no, how do you have how do you have a a book at the very beginning? It starts, hey, in the beginning, one man, one woman. That's it. Oh, and woman was pulled for man, so that's why we can tell him what to do. By his rib. By yeah. his rib. Yeah. Though. So, so By you're you're really a part yeah. of him. So you belong to that man. Um, in in break. some in some sense, and. And then you you know you go through the whole story and like they have their kids and then there's warring tribes. Like a how book many later. fucking kids Wait. did they have? And um, how I think did they grow up? I think it's like three, right? If I remember right. But you have these few, these very very few. Um, and then in the next book, where it's still you still only have like these these quote three four five people on Earth on all of Earth. You have that. That's it. That's all you got. Mm. And somehow they're warring with tribes. Uh, question: Where the fuck did the tribes be come a from? Quick war. Like, did 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 God poof some other people into existence to like to slow the incest down? Because oh there's a, also an awkward amount of incest in the Bible, <laughs> like oh. of like God-sanctioned incest and rape. A lot of that in the Bible. Um, a lot of God-sanctioned polygamy, all that kind of fun stuff. But it's just like, wait, just even just that one, just that one thing where you look at it and you go, hold on, there's five people on Earth. How are they fighting warring tribes? How, how is this even, how is this logistically possible? We're still looking at like the same like family tree. Where did these other tribes come from that don't believe in God that you need to take out because they're heretics? Where did they come from? Like just that question, and I like that like unravels the historical validity of like the entire thing, like your own book, like the the actual book, just mm-hmm. wildly contradicts itself. And it's like why why is why is this being taken literally? Why? Because it's a cudgel to beat people into doing what you want them to do. We mm-hmm. watch like you know you watch all these all these shows where it's talking or it's like medieval times and you're like, Oh man, the priests are corrupt then. And they're trying to like convince people that, you know, paying this, paying this tax will get them out of, you know, get them out of hell. And as long as they pay the right amount of you know money, then they don't have to go to like, that's so corrupt. And you're like, wait, you guys know, this isn't like, this is historical, but also still happening. I think they got rid of the uh, the indulgences. Like I think the Catholic Church got rid of them. Oh yeah, well you could buy your way out of hell. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. that's totally cool. That's, right, that's a thing. You can still do it. That's you know, it's just in, in private. Mm. <laughs> it's just like, God. Did not expect this to go go this go this way. No, I expected a but, lot more yelling. Um, to yeah. be honest with you, so I am proud. I've, just, I, I've had I've had like this same conversation like six times. I, to the point, to the point where my wife is really tired of having this conversation with me for the sixth time. <laughs> well, let let's move on. Um, yeah, we let's... we've already we've already solved the issue. Um, it's, yeah, clearly. Um, uh, first, kill all the lawyers. 
And by lawyers, I mean all the Priests. rich white assholes who want to control other people using either their, you know, their religion, aka power, or their monetary power or their power. Like all those people, kill them. Like George, off. like George Carlin's idea of of having like the manliest man competition kind of thing. I, I don't know if you've heard heard that whole that whole thing. That's it. No. It's like so a competition. He's like, you know, you promise him a toaster or some bullshit, you know, and everyone fights to the death and you know all that. And then you get to the the last, the manliest, the most macho man, and you put him up on a pedestal and you shoot him in the fucking head. <laughs> I'm good with it. And you just get rid of all of it. Like, like stop, stop using power to just control people. Like, use your power for good. This is why we will never be millionaires. This is why why instead of solving world hunger, you buy Twitter. Like just for the sheer power of it like hey oh i can wait i can control what is said oh i've had so much fun manipulating like stuff with my tweets what if i could control what people tweet too mm-hmm. like power and control like just just let people be like i, I can't i feel like that's uh. that's where i currently that's where i currently sit i mean it's also why that's why i stopped going to to church like what like why i don't need to show up show up and compare clothes with people who need a book to tell them to not murder and rape people like i think we've said this on the podcast like i've quoted the ricky gervais like mm-hmm. or they're like the you know like, well if you don't believe in god how do you you know stop from raping and murdering as much as you want you know, like i do rape and murder as much as i want which is none like <laughs> I don't like ah oh, I don't I don't get it like there's no point in showing up to compare clothes with people like just to go oh I look better than them today so like, I'm pretty sure that's one of the like one of the deadly sins actually like it, it's just it's just baffling like I would go back I would go back to church if I could find a church that actually taught I don't know the teachings of Jesus which is and and it's just a community that's there to help people like that's it like hey be love one another treat each other as you'd want to be treated like pretty universal lessons like, that that's it so. like, that's that's it like real simple so yeah it's it's wild that all these rich fucks ignore the it would be more difficult for a rich man to enter heaven than to than to pass through the eye of a needle i have a needle yeah or a camel to pass through the eye of a needle. something like that um paraphrasing but it's these rich fucks certainly ignore that because anything that's designed to help people they're like no absolutely not but why they're like because no because that that means i will have less money like it's it is it is absolutely infuriating and we could literally spend just hours ranting about just that like alone alone i almost feel like this should be a yeah, but we but we digress. Um, then we start start fresh in with something that's not just super angry and ranty. But we'll see. It, it could be. <laughs> but honestly, I, I I feel like it's authentic to point out like this is a this is a science fiction podcast, right? We talk about fucking TV shows, and it's important to note that like some days there is bigger shit going on, and I yeah. feel like today is one of those days. Where I'm like, look, we're gonna get to the science fiction. Like yeah. Moon Knight half, was great. We're yeah. gonna get there. But, but half the population losing the ability to say, Hey, it is my body 
and I can use it how I want. I mean, within reason, like mm-hmm. you're not going to you know, say, well, it's my body. So I'm going to go, go kill someone because I can wow. do what I want with my body. No, you can't do that. But the, the half our population is, is probably by June going to lose the rights to body like, determine, yeah, to yeah. determine their own, like, their own needs, which is just wild. And I'm like, is this decision going to coincide with the next season of Handmaid's Tale? Or are they just going to stop Handmaid's Tale because it's going to be just Too on the real. news? Yeah, it's just the news. I guess, you know what? No, 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 no never mind. We're not, we're not going to do that anymore. We're, we're, <laughs> we're moving on. I, I, could, I could get very angry and tell you that, like, you know, I tell you stuff. But, I mean, look. There are more important voices that are speaking on this issue yeah. than mine. Um, I just, I can only, I can only imagine like being in a, being in a position where, especially if you are like a hardcore Christian, I, or I, I don't know, whatever you call it, a GOP Jesus, uh, and you're, you're in that spot and you're having a, a, a kid that you, you know, like, I screwed up, crap, like, and now you're being ostracized by your church, which I have, I like, this is experience. I've seen this mm-hmm. happen multiple times where the church goes, Ooh, you're a sinner. You're on your own. Now you messed up. And, uh, sorry, that's the way it is. And then you turn to your family and they're like, Oh, sorry, we have to cast you out because you are a sinner. And you know, that's, that's the one thing we, we can't forgive is, is that, um, at least you're not gay, I suppose. Uh, is we'd cast you out for that too and you have nowhere to turn nothing to do like what kind of mental torment is that going to be like i i can't i'm not going to be able to live i'm not going to be able to function i'm not going to be able to feed this kid because i don't have any money i don't have a job i don't have any of this and i know the answer is always well you should have been more responsible cool thanks thanks yeah yeah appreciate your help on that one um so and you, your only option, the, the only place you can turn is to go terminate the pregnancy. Like that, that's that's the only option you have to be able to continue functioning. Like you're not going to be able to support that person. What about adoption? Like there's plenty of kids who are currently awaiting adoption. Um, don't don't see a. I, I just watched the George Carlin thing on this again today too. You know, like you don't don't see a lot of these uh, white Christian evangelicals adopting crack babies, or. No you know, babies of other colors. They're like, no, I want a little white baby. I want a little white, clean, good baby. Like, no, like you're, you're a horrible person. And that person who had to go make that decision because you weren't, you were unable or unwilling to live the teachings of Jesus. Like that's, that's super tough for them and something they have to deal with and live with forever. Like it's, it's an awful, an awful situation. It's the same, the same thing. I, I just had this conversation with a family and about like trans people, like imagine being in that, being in that body. Like, I think, I think really it boils down to um, these fucking people lack empathy, mm-hmm. like the ability to like even see what other people might be going through. And it's just way easier instead of going, uh, maybe I'm a shitty person and I don't know how to have 
empathy. And the only reason I'm not fucking Jeffrey Dahmer right now is because this book tells me not to is to hide behind the book and go, look at this verse. This verse says, Oh, anyway, I was like, this would be a great spot for the, uh, the young Turks. Like she, one of the, the hosts of it does a great, great job essentially of breaking down the whole, like the idea of religion dictating like policy and politics. Like, and she actually says, I think it's almost verbatim. Like I'm so goddamn tired of people using the Bible to tell me what I can do to live my life. I don't give a shit. I don't believe in your book is, is what she says. She's like, I'm tired of having this conversation about what the Bible says, because it, if you're, if you don't believe in it, it doesn't matter to you what the Bible says. Who cares what the Bible says? That's not how you're living your life. And in this country, hypothetically, that's supposed to be allowed. And we're losing that. We're losing that ability. Went viral. These comments might be strong, but it's how I genuinely feel. Um, I don't care that you're a Christian. I don't care what the Bible says. Like, I feel like it's a clown show like sitting here trying to decipher what your little mythical book has to say about these very real political issues, right? I don't care if you're Christian. In fact, I will fight for you to have your religious liberty and practice your Christianity. I believe in that. I don't believe in Christianity, which means that you do not get to dictate the way I live my life based on your religion. I don't care what the Bible says. You have every right in the world. All those women who identify with your religion have every right in the world to not get an abortion, to not take birth control, but they do not have the right to dictate my life and what I decide to do with my body. I don't care about your goddamn religion. I'm so tired of having nonstop conversations about what the Bible says. You live your life in the way that you interpret the Bible. Again, I don't care, but you don't get to take the Bible and tell me, well, the Bible says this in this chapter and this verse. I don't care. I don't care. I don't believe in it. And I have the right, based on our Constitution, to not believe in it. Jake. The Founding Fathers would be so upset. Spinning so upset right now. In their fucking graves. Like, to, to quote Robin Williams, George Washington comes back and goes, how dare you defile that which I have created? Maybe that which is awkward because he was talking about the terrorists on 9/11 and them going up to to heaven like the the whole like seven you know seven virgins or 77 virgins it's like what if it's 77 virginians um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, they, that's exactly what would happen if when these fucks get up there if it's 77 vir- virginians and it'll be George Washington going what the fuck dude like what the fuck <laughs> I forgot. That's a funny joke. That that is that is legitimately a funny joke. Um, he's a it's a brilliant, brilliant comedian. Rest taken far, far too early. Far too early from our our lives. Um, anyway, there's no easy way. We digress. <laughs> we digress. There's no easy way to transition. Um. Certainly not in this country. To what we want to talk about. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, too much? Too soon? No. Uh, too real, it seems, I think. Yeah, too seems, real. Seems pretty on brand. 
Well, uh, yeah, Macklemore would be would be on board with that. Ooh, too real. Let's talk about some science fiction stuff and let's go eat dinner because I think we both <laughs> neither one of us have eaten dinner and I think we both are of our. It's one sponsored by water tonight. Like this is <laughs> this is non-alcohol fueled. Like this is I just this is sober me. <laughs> straight straight H two O today. It's just sober and anger. <laughs> like, I wasn't really con- I wasn't really sure I'd be able to control myself. I'm I'm really pleased um, that I wasn't <laughs> that I wasn't able to control myself. No, I did. Perfect. I didn't say anything that uh that I will regret later. Um, let's talk about. <laughs> Let's talk about um, the fact that this week there was a little bit of Marvel news. This is going to be a super heavy Marvel show. Um, I, I have two bits of news, and we're going to dive straight into um, the the um, Moon Knight episode. Um, so, and one of those pieces of news, I'm going to be real with you guys, is about a Twitter uh, Twitter bio for uh, Marvel's uh, Doctor Strange and the. Um, Jesus Christ, I am all over the place. Multiverse of Madness. Um, and I'm simply going to say this uh, and then move on from that. But um, Doctor Strange, the official Twitter account for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness has locked down comments on Twitter, um, which I think I sent this to you earlier today. Yeah. It's not really news, but it is news and I enjoy it. Um, and I just wanted to say I appreciate the fact that, that Marvel did that. Um this is a movie that I have been waiting on for a really long time. All of us have been waiting on it. Feels like it feels like this is the first big big movie since uh, Endgame, which holy shit was in 2019. Um, and you know, it feels like this is the first time you know since COVID. I, I, I know Spider Man, Spider Man No Way Home was there, and it definitely had that feeling. Um, but I feel like this is kind of this is this is the, the one right like this is the, the big kickoff for for season or phase four like this is this is it right like we're, we're about to get something you might say we're in the end game now but no but we're in the beginning <laughs> game uh, like I, I mean that's that's i was setting you up for that right? one. <laughs> i know i know this is what we waited on when we finished our loki episode um you know when when loki and sylvie and, and it's WandaVision. I mean, it's that end scene with WandaVision. That's like 2020 shit, man. Where we started this podcast was when we were talking about that stuff. And to be to be in a place where I am literally 48 hours away from seeing this movie, I, I know this is a super like make it an all about me thing, but I think I like I want to get back to a place where we can, as a country, enjoy the fact that we have a huge movie reveal. And like, not worry about like people trying to discriminate against each other or fucking kill each other or you know what like fight over masks or all this bullshit we have put up for. It feels like forever. I mean, the, I'm excited. Like, I, I wanted to see this movie forever. Like, my son is coming potentially, and and, and you know we almost had our, our child today. Like, we thought we were going to have our child today. Um, <laughs> Almost congratulations. <laughs> and I, I have to be honest with you that after we got back in the car from leaving triage, my wife looked at me and said, well, if he came today, you definitely wouldn't have seen um, um, Dr. Strange. Please tell and me I you laughed. didn't say, well, I've already bought the tickets. So, <laughs> No, I did not. My okay, wife, my, I'm paraphrasing. I, we have a joke. There, there are two big things between now and when my son gets here. Um, and my wife and I joke about it. She is 
been the most accommodating, amazing person that, that, you know, exists. Um, and she says, as long as I'm not actively in labor, you can go to your things, but just make sure your phone is on and you, you know, fucking run when, when, when comes the time. Um, so if you guys are seeing Mar- a multiverse of madness this week and some dude gets up like an hour in and sprints out of the theater, it very well could have been me um, going home to, to, you know, pick up my wife and have my son uh, be born. But um, no, I just, I, I, I bring this up only because I appreciate that Marvel has learned in the past from, you know, people being dicks and spoiling things because now the movie is out there. Um, I think they premiered it last night. Um, and now there's all kinds of, you know, reviews that are already on the internet and they're out there. Um, so be careful. Um, if you, you're hearing this, the movie will have been out for a few days at this point. Um, so I'm really just speaking to the snark at this point. But um, Yeah, who will ideally be able to see it at some point. So I, I believe the plan is, um, if you guys are hearing this, again, this is all dependent on, you know, the birth of my child, that we will have a reaction episode dedicated strictly to uh, Multiverse of Madness. Um, I don't know how long that would be or what exactly format that will look like. Um, but we're working on some stuff to, you know, when we, when we were both able to see the movie, um, this is going to be one we talk about for a while. I think, um, it's going to set some stuff up moving forward here. Um, so anything to, to add to the, the fact that the Marvel account block comments start, I know. I think it's news. fantastic. Um, like just even, <laughs> we've talked about like the the special place in hell for spoiler people and it's like that's a prime spot for it they're like oh my god did you see this and like no not here not here you're not i have to be honest with you um after i saw that i took my advice i think from last week's episode and i signed out of my twitter account for a few days and i am (laughs) i will not sign back in until um until after i've seen the movie so i am i'm very excited uh, last bit of news, um, and I use this. This is actually news. Um, so this is coming to us from the Nerdist, um, Nerdist.com. Uh, Michael Walsh released an article yesterday. Um, you may have seen this if you've been on the internet at all. Um, you know, we talked about Echo, um, the character who appeared in Hawkeye. Um, so Moon Knight, um, the head writer and executive producer is a guy named Jeremy Slater. He recently appeared on the Ringer versus House of R podcast. Um, and he said during that interview that the original pitch for the character of Echo, as played by Maya Lopez, um, was to make Maya, was to make the character of Echo the love interest for Dr. Stephen Grant um, in Moon Knight. And so what this is kind of foreshadowing or kind of telling me a little bit is that someone is in charge of the overall story. This is the Feige effect, right? Of, of the Marvel movies. Like people are coming to them with ideas and they're, you know, bits and piecing and taking things and adding them to other shows so that they are, they are getting their, their characters out there in the way that they want them to be. Um, and I have to correct myself. Maya Lopez is the character of, of Echo. Alakwa uh, Cox is the actress who plays um, Maya slash Echo. Um, so we know she's getting her own her own standalone, standalone show later this year or early next year. Um, but it's just interesting. Um, you know, Layla, uh, L, if 
Auli. I'm pretty sure I butchered that. I I am as well. I don't know how to pronounce it, but good try. She did a great job. I thought she did a really, she had a really good episode this week. Um, I'm really happy with her character. I think like the the snark has said, I think we'll probably see her in things moving forward. Um, But just interesting to me that, that, you know, the Echo, character of Echo wasn't right for Moon Knight. I appreciate that they, the way that they, you know, moved her into the Hawkeye series totally makes more sense um, than I think should she have oh, been definitely. shoehorned into this uh, show somehow. But anything about uh, that snark? Yeah, people um, know what they're doing. Keep letting people who know what they're doing and who give a shit about the universe write the universe. Exactly. Like, just don't. Exactly. I, I would. I would like to think that, you know, in spite of being super well paid, that. Like the the people who are in charge of this, people who are in charge of, or who are writing Star like Filoni, who are writing Star Wars, are are aren't necessarily in it for the money. Like, yeah, the the money's good, but they also just love the property, mm-hmm. which is why we need to give like their control, like that kind of control, over to like the Harry Potter universe, and oh take God. it away from the hands of J.K. Rowling. I think it's only a matter of time. Before, I mean, look, the Fantastic Beast movies are still making money. It's, it's, oh yeah, there's a I, new one that just came out. Have you seen it? Or, nope. Well, <laughs> I, I think at some point the uh, House of Nerd Wife and I will see that when it comes on to uh, digital, probably. That is um, indeed when we will watch it as well. <laughs> I just, I think that that Marvel and Star Wars have clearly made the, they have made the, the model here is that if you can't, you know, if you can't create movies well, you don't necessarily need to do, not everything needs to be a you know, full-length feature film. Some of this can be, you can put these things on TV and put them on your streaming services. People will pay for this shit. People want these things. We want these yeah. characters. We want these universes. So I think it's a good Indeed. sign. I think it is. But let's, let's uh, are you ready to dive into our episode this week? 42 minutes in, let's make it happen. Yep, let's do this. <laughs> or, um, or maybe, welcome to House of Nerd. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Possibly. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we're talking tonight about the fourth episode of the first season of Moon Knight, entitled The Tomb, written by Alex I believe it's Minahan. pronounced Tomb. No, it's not. No. <laughs> You're um, right, it's not. Oh, Peter my. Cameron, Sabir Pirzada. Directed by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. And I am going to shut up because I've been talking way too much. I spent 30 minutes talking. What did you feel about this episode? First, first impressions. Where are you at with this episode? Um, I, I found myself wondering multiple times throughout it. I'm like, what's Indiana Jones five going to be about? (laughs) (laughs) That was my one uh, note. Is this, is is this like the they just like took the plot from that and they're like oh well, this is why it's taking longer filming because we have to come up with something else uh, it wasn't good enough for that but we're gonna turn it into a six part series. <laughs> Man, I, I mean, it'd still be better than Crystal Skull. Let's be real. <laughs> I adored this episode. Yeah, I and then we get say... we get to the end of it and it's like, huh, it's weird. I I feel mostly like the start called it. Yeah, yeah. No, you <laughs> called it. You one hundred percent called it. Like, I think so. I'm I, when we, when we get there, I'll mm-hmm. I'll talk about my adjusted 
adjusted potential theory. Um, I, but that's yeah. that's definitely for the end. You called it. Um, and I I was a little... We'll save it for the ending. We'll save it for the ending. Um, because I feel like the first part of this episode, um, and, and I'm talking about... I, I look at it as two parts, right? Um, yeah. Indiana Jones. And then Contagion. Or uh, Legion. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then Legion. So Thank we you. open up. We open up um, with this kind of. It opens up immediately where it left off last week, which I appreciated that they did. You get this. You get the vibe kind of quickly from this. The, the beginning, the rescue scene between Layla um, and Mark is that I think he's actually Stephen. No, he's Mark at this point. Um, <laughs> the way who can, who can tell? Uh, who can tell it? Anyways, you get the rescue scene, which there was a little bit of of a degree of like, well, that's convenient Um, with the (laughs) whole, you know, rolling around underneath trucks, um, putting lit flares onto ammunition. I'm not a gun guy, but I I know fire and and bullets don't go well together. I just don't know that they explode that quickly, that (laughs) massively. I, I don't know. You you might feel differently about that um it's a little convenient i am honestly not even sure what you're talking about so Um, that's probably because i watched the first like five minutes of this and then a screaming child stopped me from it and i watched uh, it yesterday and then i watched the rest of it today on the couch while a screaming child was going around banging things so so i i think i've actually got you know, the I think I've got the the gist of the current, but it's it's not important. Is what it boils down to. Um, I, yeah, I remember being like an action sequence. I'd also I was also running like three hours of sleep when I saw saw it yesterday, so I was like kind of foggy eyed. It's not important, but moving moving on, everything's um, important. You do get this this. There's a lot of internal conflict in this episode between Mark and Stephen. Um, Layla and, and Stephen slash Mark get away. Um, you know, we, we learned that because Konshu has been, um, Bless you. <laughs> he's been entombed basically that, that Mark can't call upon his powers anymore. So yeah, the, the moon Knight, sense. it does. And I, I appreciated that they didn't give him the ability to like, you know, do the things or take the damage that he takes. Um, although potentially at the end of the episode, we might, might have some questions about that. <laughs> Um, it, it, it had like some Harry Dresden like vibes where it's like that kind of thing like, but that's fleshed out over like 13 books at this point but mm-hmm. like the whole idea of you know when when the power of the Unseelie are not there anymore then you, you, you're just a dude like, you're just a guy yeah like you, you've got to have that power that's been imbued by the gods like essentially which is I, I it makes sense like it does. I I loved the Indiana Jones aspect to this episode. Like I I'm not a big Indiana Jones guy. Like uh, I don't I don't man, necessarily love it. Um, <laughs> it, it's all right. I mean, but I mean, by the same token, if by all I right, just, you mean the best movies ever created? Mm, okay, that's definitely what I meant. De- definitely. Last um, Last Crusade and Raiders. Uh, Good Temple movies. of Doom. Temple They're of Doom. Good movies. I, I think I did a uh, a solid twenty minutes one week where we were talking about over the summer how um, 
we we all um and i mean my my wife's entire extended family sat down and watched um last crusade uh, which is a fun movie it's definitely an 80s you know movie but uh i don't know <laughs> given my choice i i don't know that i'm sitting down and watching indiana jones again um that's just me so um, maybe i'm maybe I'm so as it turns this. out next week we're actually shifting from moon knight <laughs> we'll be indiana going, jones. going through the indiana jones <laughs> To, we can to, do it. to foster a deep appreciation for <laughs> we can do it um no i i loved the the hidden tomb aspect finding the tomb getting down you know it, like there were so many warning signs here of like hey guys maybe we shouldn't go down into that tomb like i know <laughs> i know we're trying to i know what we're trying to do is is to stop them from finding the you know the I guess we'll call it the little toy Amit, um, which we do find in a particularly gross place. Um, Indeed. But like the blood everywhere. And like, I think at <laughs> one point Mark says like the meaty bits of somebody yeah. like on a, like a clearly a human sacrifice table. I was like, do we, is no one paying attention? Like we should not be here. It's that, we, like, we don't need to be the, here. The Geico commercial where it's yes they're like maybe we should quick guys let's hide behind this these uh chainsaws like, why don't we get in the running car yeah. are you a fool yes <laughs> I, I think that is in fact the exact commercial that i just quoted on the podcast um nice. no i i really there was some genuinely like cool moments in this episode um you know layla and mark belaying or Layla and Steven belaying into the actual tomb and then Steven just like crumples <laughs> to the ground. He's it like, does not does that. not belay. <laughs> just sort of fell. Belays um, there. Uh, 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 belays uh, there. Belays nicely there. done. Thank nicely you. done. Thank you. I said nicely done. Um, uh, I working working on the dad jokes. I gotta I gotta get more of them. I give credit where credit is too. Um no, I, I loved the mythology. I thought it was great that we got a little bit of introduction to the priests um, oh, of the, the pharaoh. Um, like that's that's like a. I feel like that's going to be a preview to the Last of Us show. Yes, those guys are not gone. Like, it's that the clickers. Like no, mm-hmm. I mean they talked about a number of them. I I really like this. Was it gives me very strong mummy vibes. And I have to yeah. like my wife came in and she was like, "This should be a Universal show, not a Disney show." <laughs> She's like, "This is the plot of the Mummy," and I was like, "You're right. It is yeah. very close to the plot of the Mummy." Um, but art, art is theft. <laughs> There's a book called "Steal Like an Artist." I, it, it was done well, though. I mean, I, like, look there's been a lot of things that have been done by in the movies. I, I thought that they did a good job of explaining why you know, it's about the Egyptian culture. And I mean, the Egyptian culture hasn't changed since they made the mummy to now. Like, I don't think right. they're making any more ancient Egyptian culture. Um, stayed kind of stayed pretty, stay pretty constant. Pretty stable. Yeah. Um, so I think it gave us a great opportunity for a really awesome bad guy. Like, this thing looked very much like some of the bad guys from, like, Stranger Things or uh, you know, pick your horror movie. Like, essentially. But I really liked the priest. I did not like the like pitch black dark scene when Layla gets pulled into the crevice in the wall. It was very um, hard to see a lot of a lot of the first part of this episode. Like very difficult. 
so many vibes um, pulling back to like Game of Thrones, that final episode um, when the Night King is killed. Like, I'm like, it's so dark. Can we not like throw a little, a little hint of color in here? Like, I, like I, I get it. I get it. It's dark, but geez, you can't. You can see nothing. as long as they don't come out and tell me that it's the picture on my TV that actually caused it to be dark, because like True. that's a dumb fucking thing to say. Yeah, sorry. Um, if you just buy a better TV, it'd probably be a fun. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> you. It, they they played for the with price. The, you should send me a new TV. <laughs> they played with they played with suspense really well in this episode. Like doing the thing where they're like the cracks in the walls, and you can see the priest guy, like sprinting uh or moving behind the walls and then he does the thing where he grabs her um which was really i thought that was really well done because i kept i told my wife i was like watch he's about to be there when she turns her head and he wasn't because he came from behind that was good (laughs) that was that was a nice twist it got me like it definitely got me to jump a little bit um so i i can appreciate when they do something like that um subverting expectations is where it's at that exactly Exactly. Um, the review. Do, this is totally unrelated, but I do want to apologize in case in case everyone can hear just. Oh, we can hear it for the entire episode. My dog is experiencing a nervous breakdown apparently for the for weeks now, and it's just so the audio quality on this one. It's not me panting. <laughs> She'll probably end up back in here. I I find it funny. I was gonna talk to you about it at the end of the episode, but no, I I can hear her occasionally. Um, okay, good. as long as it's occasional, messy. that yeah. is that is indeed sweet messy experiencing her nervous breakdown. Sweet messy. Good God. <laughs> okay. Brutal. Anyway, <laughs> I, I want to ask you about this this reveal in the tomb room. Um. So it's kind of like this, like caper race to the tomb, essentially, um, which I found it a little bit, a little bit convenient that, that Harrow and his men had such a lead on Mark and Layla, and they all are roughly about the same place, but that Layla and Mark managed to get to the tomb first. Is it? Would you say it's like, um, I don't know, a low budget movie? A little bit. Huh. Yeah, weird. <laughs> I, guess, I guess I just answered my own question. There. Um, no, I feel I, like they did a good job. Like it felt cheesy and like like cheesy and campy a little bit, but not like over the top. And it's only when you find out, like at the end of this, like you see what you know, kind of what's what's happening. That it's like, oh, okay, no, I see what they did there, and I. I don't. I don't know if that's even necessarily like the the storytelling, or if that's just like a nod to like, hey, we we did this. Like when you go mm-hmm. go look back, like you never you'll never know what was reality. Like, is this the reality? Is this not the reality? Like, you'll never know. I so I don't I don't know, but I I'm pretty sure that was the, the like, hey, see, it could. This is plausible. Like the the it's plausible that it could be this, but it still kept it kind of real enough mm-hmm. that it was oh, okay i i'm i'm not watching something that's not moon night well let's let's get to there because i feel like that's the the real juxtaposition of this episode i mean you get this 
you do get a great scene between Layla and Harrow, where Harrow reveals that Mark was Mark was at Layla's father's death. Yeah, um, I think he he doesn't say, but he intimates that Mark killed Layla's father. We find I out. From got Mark. that impression too, intentionally, because that's what he does. He's that's what he manipul- wants you to he think. manipulates. Mm-hmm. Well. I mean, Mark tells Layla that he didn't kill her father. My, my supposition is that Mark did not kill no, um, I her father. Her father. I think someone wearing Mark's body killed her father. Yeah, um, probably a mysterious personality that we don't know who it is yet. That, that could might be have been that yeah. might have been in a room somewhere that we see uh, later. That we on. see later. Um. You know, I, I think it did the job of certainly putting enough doubt in Layla's mind. Um, but you do get, I mean, almost immediately thereafter, Mark does the heroic thing um, and sacrifices himself, you know, to save her. Um, and, and I thought it was important to point out that Stephen actually, you know, gives up the ghost in this episode and tells Layla, like, hey, Mark, the reason he left you is that he's trying to protect you from becoming the next Moon Knight. Um and I like the fact that she's like, I appreciate that, but that's not his place to protect me, you know? Yeah. Like, that is always what happens when people do shit like that. It's like they're trying to protect the person, and the person is almost inevitably always like, I didn't need to you protecting me. <laughs> uh, but before we get to the, the final bit, um, the kiss between Steven and Layla, the sexual tension, one way tension, any thoughts about that? that, that is it weird. one-way tension? I thought I, it was one way. I don't think so. Like, what, like Stephen likes her kind yeah, of tension? I think Stephen likes her. I don't... I think that Layla is attracted to Mark in one, one way and Stephen in another, but it's all part of the same person. Are we like, about to see so, a throuple with two people? With the same, yeah, with the, with the same person. So I don't, I don't know because that was like she was going in to to kiss him. He pulls away, and goes, uh, Mark, and then you know more kind of emotional details are revealed, and it's and he's like, uh, now I'm feeling these emotions too. Like, oh, I never thought about that because it's you know that's that's Mark's wife. I'm, I can't do that. And it's like, wait, we're the same person, but she values honesty. And she's like, "That's your bag, isn't? Or your your deal, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. not not his. That he lies to her and just wants to protect her, and you know, is thinks like, he knows better than her. The, yeah, it is is there, and it's it's like, well, there's this this guy who's actually honest and caring and open, and she's like, I'm attracted to that. Like, mm-hmm. like if the you know the personalities would <laughs> you know get get on the Merge. same page, yeah." So that's, I guess that's the that's the impression that I got. Um, okay. So I I don't know. I don't know. The scene where he kisses her is a little awkward. Oh yeah, um, he's a dude's awkward as hell. Like, <laughs> I I don't I don't know. Maybe I'm reading. I might be reading too much into it. But um, back to back to the throne room. We find out that we're in the the tomb of Alexander the Great, um, which is a really cool to reveal. Like that part got my wife very excited because she's a nerd and I love her for that but she was like telling me all these things about Macedonia and the Macedonians and I 
never heard any of it before. <laughs> um, like, for the record, she enjoyed this episode. She has not seen any of the other episodes, but she she enjoyed this one. Um, so, you know, we get this confrontation between Harrow and um, Mark. And, and before that, we find out that the Ushbadi, the, the stone, you know, the stone, uh, lack of a better word, statue, is hidden in Alexander the Great's throat um, in his yeah. corpse, which is really, really great where he talks about, so sorry, so very sorry, so sorry, <laughs> and breaks the guy's jaw off. And like, I, I don't know. It, it, this was a really well acted out episode by Oscar Isaac. Um, ultimately, he is confronted by like 12 dudes with, you know, assault rifles. He stands up to fight them so that Layla can get away. And I, I like the fact that there were immediate consequences for his actions and standing up. Like he's killed very quickly. He is killed yes. by Arthur Harrow. Or is he killed? Um, and I think, that's or is that part. how the movie ends? <laughs> I think this is the part we wanted to talk about about this episode is that something happens when Mark, you know, is shot. He falls into the, the I guess, the little grotto around the tomb and we see his... If, and essence. then he goes into the sunken place? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what What is this all about? Um, have you been right this entire time that this is just Legion, uh, you know, the TV series, part two? Um so I don't. So I I still I still like that idea. I would I would hope that Marvel didn't just. I mean, is I don't think Legion was. I mean, Legion is not super popular because it's so fucking weird. Um, and you know, it's it could be. You know, you could say eh, it's not super connected. Like it's not part of canon. Maybe I don't need to worry. I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of like arguments I've heard for you know Legion and why it didn't keep going and all that. And I, I honestly still have to finish it myself. So I don't know if this is necessarily the all in his head or if this is like crossing into you know, the afterlife. Uh, if this is, this is where you're going. Cause that, I mean the, the giant uh, Hatuka, whatever yeah. to, to, to where it, the giant, yeah. the giant hippo is like yeah. the, the Egyptian God that, helps ferry people to the afterlife so is it like like the theory of you know we all died in 2012 and this is just a mass hallucination is that what this is like mm-hmm. this is the this is the spot where he's gonna hallucinate because uh, he very clearly like goes and rescues the other personality yes which i love i so you love have that. you have is this is this like okay this is the this is what happens when you die. So he's, he's dying and he's got to either, he's either going to be ferried by this, by this hippo, or he's going to go back to go back to life. Or this is the brain's chemicals firing off and doing the thing. And this is really still all in his head. And he's imagining this or this, this God has has gone in there as he dies. He's imagining this, this piece of it. I, I don't, don't know. know. I like I like the idea that it's that it's real, and that he's unlocking mm-hmm. like because he doesn't have a corporeal form at this point. I at least that's what I'm thinking. Like he's no, laying he's, there. He's yeah, laying he's there in the, in the water, and now there's all these different aspects of his psyche 
that in in death like the person has to go well they're all the same person so like him uh, mark steven and that other mystery one that you kind of see the the sarcophagus mm-hmm. in there and they're like wait what's going on there until tarawat or whatever tower at tower i'm gonna go with tower yeah bust through and then you're taken away from that other sarcophagus so i think that's the like the misdirect and you know, that's the other personality that's in there that's the personality that probably you know killed uh, Layla's dad like that's I, I think that's what's going on um, is that all of those pieces would have to cross over so Tauret to get him to the afterlife has to you know, get all of the pieces to the afterlife ferry them all over and mm-hmm. I think we're going to get a lot of exposition for that so we'll we'll see i i would prefer this not just be a hallucination and at the end they're like it was all a dream and you know then you know, the both or twin peaks gets a re- reboot you know 20 years later hmm. so i, I would prefer to finish that yeah well, I, I mean the next episode is entitled the asylum mm-hmm. um which is the fifth uh the fifth and penultimate episode which, of the series um which maybe so, that's maybe that's the waiting room. The, uh, the the asylum is where where you go, like like the good place. They die, and they go to this like waiting room, and they're like, "Congratulations, you are dead." Like <laughs> everything is fine. Don't yeah. worry. And that's uh, just the it's the waiting room to go there, and you have to. Like, there's all these people waiting to get ferried over. Well, Tower, it's a busy dude or girl or busy god. Tower, it's a busy god. I would be really disappointed. Because I want to know what's going on with Ahmed. And that would imply that Konshu was not real. I mean, we saw, yeah. I think we saw the, the, the one um, patient was drawing a picture of Konshu. I, and I mean, to me, the scene where, you know, the doctor, the psychiatrist played by Harrow, if you look closely in the background around Stephen, that doesn't look like an office. Like there's like a lot of exposed, it looks like it's like an, something carved out of like a room carved out and like pretending to look like an office you yeah, know I, and i still I, I as much as i would i would love to be 100 percent right and say oh yeah this was all in his head and this is i still think that hotel is like one of those things that is kind like of a portal in, almost almost a, a yeah term. like a yeah, yeah like a, a you know place of changing like you can go up and down like it it's kind of in your head kind of not uh, can't separate fantasy from reality kind of thing a la legion mm-hmm. and I'd, I'd like to think this is kind of the same thing like maybe he's sitting on like his body is has been you know taken to that embalming table and that's why we're seeing haro in there because yeah. it's blending fantasy blending reality and he's being ushered into the afterlife and he's met tower meeting Towerwet and all of those things and that that's honestly why Legion is so trippy and hard to follow because it's that, like all the time. It, I will be I will be disappointed if that's the way this series ends. I, I will be um, because I don't think I think that's the easy way out. I don't think that's the direction we're going in. To be perfectly honest with you, I think this is a misdirect. I think it's intended to grab your attention and make you think this. Um, we're watching with the benefit, you know. We could go turn on the next episode if we wanted to. Yeah, but like this. This was designed, I believe, to have people talking about this for 
you know, the entire week that you're waiting. I chose to stay away from the, the talk and the, the, the speculation. So for all I know, this could be something people did already, you know, for many weeks. Like, God damn it, you morons. Yeah. You know all this shit. <laughs> you're listening to this. Like, if you're listening to this thinking that, like, you, you've, you haven't been listening very closely. Like, yeah, this, like, is, this was the like, point. Um, that was the point. We wanted, you know, we wanted to be backed up a little bit. We wanted to, you know, we're trying to stack this right on top of, you know, the end of this month. We're officially in May now. Um, the end of this month is Kenobi. So, um, you know, get fucking ready. Um, I, I think we're transitioning out of this episode now. And I think we can talk, you know, kind of just big picture here. Um, you know, this this series will will, will conclude tomorrow. Um, and, and Thursday is the... You know, Thursday is the premiere of Multiverse of Madness. My big question is this. Is there going to be any tie-in from Moon Knight to Multiverse of Madness? Or, you know, does, does Layla appear on screen for a moment or, or something in a post credit scene? Um, anything like that, Snark? Or do you think this is just, we're staying entirely away from, you know, the MCU, the theatrical MCU? Um, I I would be okay if there was something like that, um, mm. but I don't I don't know. I would almost I would almost prefer if they kind of stayed stayed away and didn't like try and just tie Doctor Strange into Moon Knight. Like I think I, this is a mistake that Agents of Shield made. You know that that if you remember the early days right. of Ag- Agents of Shield. There was a scene. There was an episode where they deal with the Asgardians because Thor: The Dark World had come out then, um, and it kind of handcuffed them because I think they went off into space at one point. They time traveled. Like, they did a lot of. Stuff <laughs> There's a lot going on. Shield. I mean, and it all made sense for the Agents of Shield show, but I don't know that it ever made sense in the MCU. I stopped watching Agents of Shield, which I need to get back to at some point. Um, I but, too. What stopped watching Agents of Shield? I, I I kind of want it to tie in, but I kind of want it to leave leave it alone. Um, yeah, you know, I, I I just I like that we have our own little thing here with Moon Knight. Um, you know, the stakes are the stakes are high. I mean, Ahmed is gonna she gets released on that Ushbadi, she's gonna kill like half the people on the planet. Um, so like this is like Thanos level extinction, right. right? I think it's just not Captain America isn't coming to save the day because I think at this point. I presume he's off dancing with Peggy, or or maybe this all happened, you know, not in the same time frame at all for you know the agents of the Avengers or the agents of Shield or any of those guys. So that's the great thing about Marvel is there's so much that you can do and there's so many time periods that you can do it in that like we might find out that like this all happened in 2020 um, <laughs> at the end or something. Who knows? Um, but. Next week, I know we're, we're going to be watching the penultimate episode of uh, Moon Knight, um, which is entitled The Asylum. Hopefully, um, I'm going to say, you know, more rights are not going to be stripped away from people. It'd be really nice to come on this podcast and not have, like, fucking, like, end-of-the-world type shit um, happening in real life so we could focus entirely on, you know, nerddom. Like, I would love that. Indeed. I would love that. Yeah, if the world could stop ending, that'd be swell. Again, I'm going to throw this qualifier out there um, that, you know, you might get, uh, you might get 
Avatar next week <laughs> um, in your thread. Um, well, I mean, at this point, I, I think it's very possible that the next episode you might hear might be Avatar, um, which, you know, again, um, I'm not going to apologize for. My wife is very close to, to having our son, and, uh, you know, she is ready to be done being pregnant. So, uh, indeed. <laughs> hopefully that happens soon for her uh, and for me because I'm ready to meet my son. Um, but I think, I think, Snark, is this, are, are we comfortable? I think we, yeah. The plane's I think, I think landing. we have, uh, I think, I think we have we have definitely covered. Uh, I, I guess the big the big rocks for this one. It's a, you know, it's it's an action movie. Like it's a cheesy action movie that gives us a fun springboard into the next one. I I I liked. I really liked how they blended the blended those two together. I hope we did a good job on this one. I kind of feel like I rushed this one a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. I am a little bit hungry. So that's probably. Yeah. I don't feel shitty planning we, on my we part. We did um, all kinds of talking. The peoples, did. the peoples will tell us. They will. Maybe if you like what you heard, you know, reach out and let us know. Um, yeah. you know, we're here. We're we're definitely here. So let us <laughs> <Indeed>. know. <laughs> we'll be here next week. Um, so next week we'll be back with you guys for either either Avatar or Proximal <laughs> Moon Knight. The first six episodes of Avatar. Of Avatar. The the bad the bad years. The bad times. Well guys, um thank you so much for listening. We're we're so appreciative that you keep coming back and you know listening every week. Um you know thankfully we're 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 enjoying doing this, even if sometimes it sounds like we just like to complain to each other, but I think this is probably, you know, our own mental health. Um, it is. And the, this we is enjoy- for our mental health. If it if it happens to help your mental health too, aces. Awesome. <laughs> there we go. But listen, have a great week, everybody. Uh, enjoy Multiverse of Madness if you're going to see it. If you're not, stay off the internet. Don't spoil it for yourself. Um, you know, can't wait to talk about some Multiverse of Madness with the snark. Like, I'm legitimately, legitimately excited um, for that movie. And I'm excited to talk about it with my best friend. So, um, guys, have a great week. And I think we will let the snark take us out as he always does. May the force be with you. Talk to you guys next week.